The positive actions you take today will lead to positive outcomes in the future. I want you to put your thinking cap on and think of your most amazing future. I'll even give you a few seconds. What does that look like? What actions will you have to take to get there? It's different for everyone, but whatever that may look like for you, why delay? It starts today. It's time to act to the future. A podcast hosted by Jake Johnson. Hello, Act to the Future family. I hope you're ready for an awesome discussion today. Today's guest is an Amazon best-selling author and award-winning sales director, Dane Espigard. Dane, welcome. Happy to be here. Absolutely. His new book, The Dream Machine, uh, is a leader's guide to creating teams of high performers who achieve extraordinary results. So Act to the Future fam, he's going to be a perfect guest for today. Uh, so whether you're a leader developing into a leader or you know, learning to lead yourself, this book is for you and this podcast will be for you as well today. Also, I thought, you know, because he created this book called, you know, The Dream Machine, I thought he'd be the perfect guest to close out uh, the Dream Chasers series and season one. So we will get to know Dane today and learn how we can learn from this system to achieve our dreams and also encourage others to achieve their dreams as well. So, Dane, thank you again for, for being on today. Uh, how are you feeling? Good, good. Looking forward to the conversation. Awesome. Yeah, so uh, just want to give us a little introduction, background of the Dream Machine, um, how the idea started, the process of writing it. I kind of already have a background, but love to love for you to just paint a picture for our, for our listeners. Today. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, the, the, the book was started in 2020, uh, let's see, fall of 2020. Um, but the, the concept was, was first kind of birthed to me in 2007. So I had the opportunity to hear a um, keynote speaker at a Cutco conference. His name was Matthew Kelly. So um, Cutco, which is where I've spent, you know, last 20 years in direct sales, they occasionally will bring in a guest speaker and they have Matthew Kelly come in. I didn't know much about him, but he was a, a best-selling author, a speaker, and and um, he spoke on the concept of dreams, and right there on the spot, we made a, a dreams list. And uh, I can remember making about a hundred on the on the list. And um, I remember it was really invigorating. I went home, shared it with my team, and then I really didn't do much with it after that. Like after that kind of initial, um, you know, call it month. Mm-hmm. And then um, five years later, uh, I think it was five years later, I had the opportunity to move for a, a, a second time within Cutco to kind of start another team. And that's the one that brought me to the Twin Cities. And so I was really intentional about the culture that I wanted to create that time. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of went back through all of my books and um, got stuck on the Dream Manager, which is his book. And it kind of it's, it. It outlines a company that um, they do it a little differently than the system that I have, but, but the whole concept of just like attaching people or connecting people to kind of like a deeper purpose or more personal purpose than, than just a work objective. And so I loved that. So when I moved to the Twin Cities, we kind of rebranded our direct sales team as the dream team. And that's when we started with like our 1.0 version of the system, which has been grown since. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah it, it sounds like, you know, obviously, uh, Matt Kelly, he had a system in place, and that's where you learned it. But you've kind of 
it's evolved and you've put your own spin on it uh, to fit, you know, one, your personality, but also the personality and uh, faces uh, in your direct selling group. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, you know, it's just like anything else, very rarely is something 100% original. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I was inspired by that concept. And then what we started to do in 2013 was we just had people make a list, like Matthew had had us do as well. And then I kind of took the, you know, kind of worked from the principle of, um, you know, be the example as the leader. And so I just lived out loud that year and, and basically was talking about all my dreams and when I would accomplish something. And, and then, so we started to get a little bit of a culture then, um, 2016, 17, we added in these actual dream retreats where we would help everybody on our team create their list. And then we would do some sharing and some stealing. Uh, which helped create deeper bonds within the team. People's lists got larger. We got a lot of momentum built from that. And then the third iteration was uh, closer to 2018 where we started adding the planning aspect into it. So we'd give people the time and space to actually sit down and say, you know, what are the, what are the uh, 10 to 20 things that I might be able to accomplish this next year? And then they actually take action on one or two of them right there on the spot. And so what we found is that's kind of like the first domino, right? For somebody to leave that event, already have something like in the calendar, and then they accomplish a dream, they report back to the team, it kind of is a, you know, this organic process that just kind of builds holistically from there. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I really like how you guys, I mean, obviously it has evolved over that time, but you kind of learned from your experience. You got super excited for that month uh, back in 2008, I think you said, but then after that you didn't really do anything with it. I, I like how with this, you're not only giving them the system in place, but you're like, all right, let's do something today. Let's, let's create some momentum. Because once they get that taste of achieving one dream, I feel like it's not an addiction, but you, you get you get a you get a real good sense of accomplishment, and you're like, well, if I can yeah. achieve this one, why can't I achieve this one and that one? It, it just creates that domino effect. Yep, and it's you know kind of it all feeds into the uh, the quote. I always credit Tony Robbins with this quote, but you know who knows if it was originally him. But progress is happiness, and so I think that when you know, we accomplish anything, we're experiencing progress. And, and that, you know, leads to an emotion of, of happiness. And so we want more of that. And so, you know, even if somebody leaves an event and they accomplish one thing, which is like, you know, sing karaoke at a bar, right? Or something, mm-hmm. it's like, ah, I did one. And naturally when we do one, we go back to the list. And in a work setting, a team setting, what's great is that, you know, if John over here sings karaoke for the first time and we're able to share that, with other people on our team to say, hey, somebody accomplished a dream. It's kind of a friendly nudge to somebody else to be like, I gotta I got get back to my list. I haven't, I haven't taken action. And so if there's enough of that happening, slowly people start to you know, really live by this thing, which I think is, is such a cool um, you know, gift. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a gift is a great way to put it because it's obviously fun to achieve your dreams, but there's something actually special about helping others uh, achieve their dreams and, you know, reach those goals. So I think that's, that's super awesome. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I personally did something similar. I created my life goals, uh, back in 2018 and it's definitely evolved over the years. Um, but I do think having other people, like for me, I would do it. Me and my dad would talk about it and we do like little check-ins. Um, that's cool which is awesome but i do think like what you're talking about this this group setting um it's not like oh i'm just bragging about this dream i iron sharpens iron you know by by me achieving my dream or by someone else achieving their dream it it encourages others to do the same and i think it's cool that 
it's not, you're not just putting a system in place for the individual, but for the whole entire group. Mm-hmm. And it's also, you know, it's the, it's the whole benefit of environment. And, you know, like most people understand that we're the average of the, you know, five people or whoever that you spend the most time with. But if you're involved in a team, a work team, a, a family team or whatever, there's this, you know, what, what's culture? Culture can be summed up by this. It's what we do around here. Right. And mm-hmm. so within our work team, it, what we do around here is we accomplish our dreams. And so it does, it provides a safe haven, a safe place for somebody to talk about, hey, you know, I just had the biggest paycheck that I've ever had. It was a dream on my list. Hey, I just saved and invested this amount of money. And if somebody accomplished those things and, and wanted to share them with somebody who's not exposed to the dreams concept, it could be taken as a brag or, or you know, a boast or something like that. But within, you know, if you're around people that are all accomplishing their dreams, and that's just fuel for them, and, and that's part of it is sharing your victories, right? Yeah, definitely, because you can get so caught up in, uh, I'm, I'm a big victim of this, always, you know, looking, chasing that carrot, you know. Once I chase the carrot, it's like, all right, what, what carrot do I want next? But I do think there's some beauty in just celebrating those, uh, because that's the point of doing it. You're, it's not just to cross a bucket, you know, cross something off the list, but to truly be in the moment, truly enjoy this. You know, obviously you dreamed about being at this point someday, so you gotta enjoy it. Like, I mean, there's times where I'll think back and like, Jake Jake five or 10 or 15 years ago would be so just like mind blown that this is happening right now. I just gotta really soak up this moment. Yep. Um, and I, I know John uh, John Paulson who set us up, he, he mentioned, you know, you're, you're very good about staying in the moment. And I, I really like one of the quotes you said, um, hope for the future gives you power in the present. So could you just dive a little bit more on the, the hope for the future? And then also, um, you know, the power in the present? Yeah. Um, that, the, the quote, when there's, when there's hope in the p- future, there's power in the present. This is where, for me, and, and you know, my, my career has been in, in sales management, so it's been helping people to connect the, you know, why does today matter in the long term? And what the success that we, most people aspire to have in any area of your life, let's call it health, you know, um, uh, investments or financial or relationship or anything. It's like, oftentimes we know what it takes to get that result. We just don't have the discipline to make decisions today, right? So if I said to you lose 10 pounds, well, okay, like, you know, what would you do? Well, you'd probably work out more often, be a little, eat a little cleaner, drink more water. Like it's pretty basic. So why doesn't everybody do that? Most people would say, I'd like to be healthier, but we're, that's not the issue. It's that execution. It's the daily power that's needed to make the right decisions, right? So in the book, I talk about this. And I think this is a good example is, you know, when are people almost always in one of their healthiest forms? It's on their wedding day. It's at the altar. And why is that? It's like the second that you set that date, you know how you, you now have this clear vision. You've been thinking about your wedding day for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Like for some people, for many years, even before they had a significant other, they can see that vividly. They can see their friends and family there. The pictures are going to live on forever. So when it comes to the right now and today, do I want to eat this gluttonous thing or should I choose a healthy protein shake? Do I want to skip my workout or should I work out? It's a lot easier to have the power to make the right decision because you can see the result 
And most people don't have, don't take the time to give themselves this vision in the future, so then they lack the power in the today. Right? So that's really, to me, what that quote means. Definitely. And what, what really stood out to me is like the wedding date. You know, you have a reason behind that. You want to lose weight so you can look really good on, on the most important and special days of your life. So it's not only just setting that date, but having that why behind it. Um, so, you know, obviously people can think about their whys, but what are, I think a lot of people do struggle with that. You know, there's a reason there's people set these goals in the beginning of the year and then, you know, it's February 9th. So gyms are already starting to lighten up and get back to what the normal attendance is like. Um, do you, like, what else do you think contributes to the lack of discipline or even just the, uh, just not taking enough action, you know, what else, what do you, what are some like uh, roadblocks or bottlenecks that you think kind of get in the way? I, I think that dreaming is not a, a regular thing that people do, right? So, um, and I, I've taken a ton of different people through this exercise now. And I, to me, dreaming is just like a muscle. And so if you haven't exercised in a really long time, the first time you exercise, it's harder. Mm-hmm. You're more sore, right? And as you do it more frequently, it becomes easier. You get, you know, you're stronger. Same thing with dreaming. You know, we, I've got a guy on my team and John knows him, Alex Funk. Alex has like 1,100, 1,200 dreams on his list. It's like, well, that's crazy. That's crazy. How's he? Well, for the last three years, he's been going through these dreams retreats with us probably twice a year. So he just dreams so often, it's mm-hmm. easier for him to have an abundance of things on his list. You know, what, one of the things I think that um, people struggle with is when they accomplish something, it's what's next, right? So the wedding day, okay, I'm here. I did it, I look good, right? I feel good, I'm healthy. But then they leave that date and they fall back into old habits and there's not a next thing. So what I love about the dreams list is that you know we try and create as large of a list as possible, 100, 200, 300, 400 things. And it's not about getting one thing done. It's not, this is the end all be all. It's, hey, what are you getting done this year that's on your list? And so there's always a next thing that's in there. What, what, I, what I think is unique about the dreams list is there's so many people that, you know, go through life being like trying to find their calling, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, well, what do I want to do in 10 years? Well, I don't really know, right? And especially you think about the whole student track. You go to school, you have to pick a major. It's like, I don't really know if that's what I want to do. How would you know at 18 what you really want to do the rest of your life when you only have that amount of life experience, right? So mm-hmm. it changes often for people's like, oh, I think I may be like this. I got, int- I got uh, introduced to this. So what I love about the dreams list is the dreams list is about you as the person. It's not about you as an occupation. There's a category for career, but one of the things I lead people through is like, look, you're probably gonna have three, four, five careers. So I, I have things on my dreams li- list right now, I'm 37, that are totally unrelated to anything I've ever done at work. And so who knows if I'm ever going to do it, but it would be really exciting to me. And so when somebody builds this massive list of things, most of them are personal. They're not work-related. And what I have found is that by pursuing the things that would light me up, I find my passions more quickly. That then can be related to, you know, one of the jobs or the occupations or the vocations that I would love to find myself in later on in life, right? So I think it's more about an individual experiencing passionate and exciting things that will lead to them, you know, being able to, to find what it is that lights them up professionally also. Definitely. I like that. Like, and I like how you call it, you know, the dreams or, and for me, it's like the goals because, uh, 
at the end of the day, these are things you want to do, or at one point or another, you want to do. But then when you start to look at the work, you're like, ah, oh, maybe I don't want to do that. But I like how um, in one of the podcasts I was listening that you were on, you, you said you start with a travel bucket because everyone can get excited about the travel bucket. Yep. I think what's cool is once you get the travel bucket, you're like, oh, I want to go on all these trips. And then you're like, oh, wait, how am I going to do that? Well, I got to I gotta be excellent in my job or I got to be more yeah. financially yeah. literate. And, yeah, it just – it all comes together, I think. You know, one, just because they're in their separate buckets doesn't mean that one bucket can't affect or influence another bucket, which I think is awesome. And I, totally. th- that's how you find that balance too. Yeah, I think I mean they're all they're all connected in some way, right? Like our discipline in this area impacts discipline in this area. Accomplishments over here enable accomplishments over here. So yeah, I mean it's you know we no longer do we live in a world where there's like your work life and your home life, mm-hmm. right? I mean uh, this is an example. I'm working from home, right? So yep. even the black and white lines of where we work, those are gone, and Absolutely. so. Um, it's just we, we live in a different world. There's one life. That's what that's one of the things that Matthew Kelly talked about in 2007. Is there's you know this whole like if you try and be a different person or you try and you, you can't do that. And so mm-hmm. it's that synergy to say look all of these things impact everything. Absolutely, and I like the one thing you said. You have one life, and that's what gets me fired up about my goals and my dreams because it's like. I don't get a do-over. This is the one life I have. So what am I going to do to make the most out of the life I have? Well, I got to make the most out of, you know, the next five to 10 years. And I got to make the most out of this year and this month and this week. So you find that big picture and you can kind of zoom in until, hey, what can I do today? Or what can I do this week just to bring me closer to the the person I want to become and the life I want to live? Yep, Absolutely. So one one other thing I thought that was really cool is that you said that uh, I might butcher their names, but Ellen and Izzy or Ellen and Izzy. Ellen and Izzy. Yep. Ellen and Izzy. Yeah, I, I heard that you know they're starting to do that already, and I think that's mm-hmm. super awesome because um, they're I think what three or four or four or five something. Five, five. Yeah, Ellen is uh, my five-year-old daughter, and Izzy is my three-year-old daughter. Yep. Okay, awesome. Yeah, do you want to share on that? I mean, just for all the parents that are listening, um, you know. I think yeah. it's super cool that you're you're already you know instilling these concepts with with your kids because kind of to your earlier point, the more you do it, the easier it becomes. So like it just becomes automatic, yeah. and they're building this now, so it's it's probably going to yeah. be with them the rest of their life. Yeah, you know I think that uh, leadership in general, it's, it's right. People don't say what you you know what you or what is it? Do as I say, not as what I do. Right. Mm-hmm. That's how a lot of people manage in terms of like. You know, hey, you should do this, but then they're doing something else. It's like we learn through watching and seeing what people do. And so, you know, my wife and I being really intentional about the dreams aspect, like we want our girls to grow up dreaming. And dreaming might sound like, oh, they're over here daydreaming, you know, like up here and and it's nothing that's practical. I beg to differ. I think that this whole dreams concept thing teaches such an awesome set of skills. One of the things that, that it teaches to, to that I hope my daughters get from this number one is an abundance mindset mm-hmm. anything is possible right and we're not limited by you know what what we're told we you know especially right now my kids growing up in this world where it's like mandates and you got to do this and you can't do this and mm-hmm. like that that stuff is is that's the opposite of an abundance mindset it's and, limitation and freedom of choice 
And so I, I want my daughters to have that, like anything is possible and I can do any of it. What I also love is that, you know, the, the, the opportunity to say, hey, what's a dream that you have? What it leads to is the whole, dis, the whole line of thinking of how can I? Right, Definitely. it's not the, well, you can't, or is it possible? It always goes to, well, hey, if you want to do that, how can we do that? And by somebody saying, here's the dream I want to do, what are the things I have to do to get it? That's the exact same line of thinking that it takes to solve problems in your life or in your workplace or in your community. Hey, we have this crisis that we have, right? Well, how can we solve it? And so what I like is that my daughters are gonna be learning through these conversations how to solve problems, but it's sugar-coated in this wonderful thing of how do I accomplish my dreams, right? And people will be more equipped to be able to do those things. So we just, we talk about dreams a lot in our house. We use that vocabulary quite a bit. Um, my daughters make lists. My three-year-old's list isn't that elaborate. It's basically just like owning a bunch of animals and for the exact same thing that my five-year-old has on her list. But my five-year-old really is starting to understand like, hey, if it's on the list, we get to do it. I think that's, she, she's understanding it differently, but I, I like the way she's looking at it. Like it's on, she recently told my, my wife, um, hey, do you have dad's dreams list? Because we should put on there a mini pig. <laughs> so what she is, she wants to have a mini pig, and I have said, no, we're not, we don't even have pigs here. Um, and what my daughter thinks is if it's on my dreams list, it's going to happen. And I love that, that you know, that she's not awesome. understanding that it's my dreams list, it's not yours, you can't put something on my list. Um, but I, I think that that's so cool that she just thinks if it's on there, it's going to happen, right? And she'll yeah, learn definitely. as she gets older of like, well, there's a lot of steps in between. And, uh, but I think those are some cool things that, that anybody can benefit from having. Yeah, definitely. The, the concepts are getting out there. And it's just crazy how much happens when you write it down. I mean, I've talked about it a lot. You know, you write down a goal, you're 40% more likely to achieve it. You tell someone else about it, you're going to be about 70% more likely. By writing it down, it almost puts it in your brain that, hey, this is actually possible. This is actually doable. And then your brain has a weird way of, they like to, your brain likes to figure out problems. And that's why we overthink or getting or anxious because we want to solve a problem and there's no problem to solve. But like when you're writing down these goals, it gives your brain something to try to solve that problem, like, like you mentioned. Yeah. And uh, it, it's crazy how it actually happens because sometimes just by writing it down and by thinking it, it just happens sometimes. Obviously, you have to put in the work, but once right. in a blue moon, something might just fall in your lap just because you wrote it down, you're thinking about it, and you know, you just got like attracted to that somehow. I mean, for example, uh, one of my goals growing up was to catch a, a pass, at, pass at Lambeau Field. I mean, I got an opportunity to do it when I was in sixth or seventh grade, and better believe me, I had that one opportunity, I was not gonna blow it up. I was not gonna blow it, um, and I didn't, so. And then uh, also, on that podcast, I think you mentioned, not you, but the, the person that you were doing it with, he said he wanted to see, I think the Rolling Stones live or something like that, and just an opportunity popped up, and he's like, all right, I gotta take advantage of this. So I yeah. think that's what's so great about writing it down. Your brain starts to figure out ways to make it happen. Yep, and I think it just attracts things into your universe. Uh, I mean, it's not uncommon that, you know, I, I, I see this happen all the time where somebody, you know, shares. And it's just the sharing. When I share something, it provides the opportunity for me to outsource that dream to other people. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I, I, I'm in a unique situation that I get to run a Dreams Workshop for 50, 75, 100 people. So, you know, any if I'm sharing mine, there's 75 people that are in the room that maybe have a connection to be able to help me out with something. And I, mm-hmm. and that's the way the world works. It's not through what we know, it's who we know, right? And um, the people that I know that I'm connected to, they can't help me if they don't know the things that I'm trying to accomplish. And so it's not, it is writing it down, but I think it's even more important that we're sharing these things with you know the world, uh, whoever, social media, friends, family, coworkers of, hey, these are the things I'm trying to get done this year. You're much more likely to, to accomplish those things. Yeah, or at least start to do something. You might not accomplish it yet, but because I told yep. you, hey, I want to start a podcast, you might be asking, hey, Jake, how's that podcast coming along? And if, totally. if I know in my, my, my heart of hearts that, hey, I'm not doing enough for this goal, then I'm like, it, it gives me that push I need. Um, and iron sharpens iron, so I love that. Um, I, I understand your time's valuable, but there was a couple questions I want to ask. So yeah. what do you think all high performers have in common? Um, you know, I've talked about, you know, writing stuff down, telling other people about for the dreams, but just in terms of high performance in general, obviously they have a growth mindset, but what, what do you think they all have in common? Um, you know, I think that... Um High achievers, I think one thing that, that most of them have in common is uh, clear vision. You know, I think that um, almost everybody that I've talked to that's, let's say, their top 5% account, you know, achiever in whatever they do, it's like they can see and they regularly see the end goal, mm-hmm. right? So, you, you know, I'm sure you've read or heard things about like Olympic athletes or, you know, I, I can think back to the old Jimmy V, Jimmy Valvano saw an interview with his players and a tribute to him, the old, the old basketball coach. And it was like his first year at NC State. And the team was, you know, whatever. They were the worst in the league the previous year. And he came in. And from the very first practice, they started practicing cutting the nets down. Interesting. And at first, the, I didn't player, know that. the players were laughing like, what? Like, this guy's crazy. Why are we doing this? Cutting the nets down? And he wanted them to feel... What, you know, to not just be able to see it, but to be able to experience and feel what they're going to be working towards. And so I think it's, you know, high achievers having that like vision of like, I can see myself on the podium getting the medal in the Olympics, mm-hmm. or I can see myself, you know, uh, accomplishing XYZ dreams. So I think that's a really big one. I also think most, most high achievers are, uh, are doers, they're executors. Right, and it's very difficult to accomplish anything without actually taking action. And so, you know, I think that um, um, they understand that any action is is at least to start. The other thing that I, that um, comes to mind with that is that you know this is something for me that that I think has been helpful is the viewpoint of a work in progress. You know, high achievers are able to rebound from failures fast, right? Because high achievers, it's not that they don't make mistakes, it's not that they don't fail. It's that they take the bumps and bruises of the lessons and they keep moving really quickly. Mm-hmm. And the time between when they fail and when they start again is, is basically nothing, right? And so um, yeah, I don't think it was always that way. I think they learned to do that. Definitely. But part of, to me, what sums that up is work in progress, right? So in other words, well, I am who I am right now for the lessons that I have, but I'm going to have more lessons. So in a year, two years, five years from now, I'm going to be better than, than who I am now. So that work in progress never puts a cap on it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I like that visualization that you talked about because that's something, one of my goals this year is I want to be better at visualizing because I know whether that's, you know, whether I'm on the golf course, 
visualizing my shot or visualizing the ball going in, it can only help because I already did the, the, the tough part is actually seeing it, believing it's possible. And then from there, yeah. you know, your brain tries to implement that. And then I thought that was a really cool story with, uh, uh, coach V that I'd, I've never heard of that before. I think it's a 30, I think it's a 30 for 30, but if you just look up, it, it's, it, there was something, some tribute to him and they were going to be an also NC state players. That's super awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you, you mentioned the visualization, but also the big thing, putting in the work, doing the action. Um, you know, you can talk, you can think about these dreams and talk about mm-hmm. it, but unless you actually go out there, do the work, um, and make it happen, you know, no one's gonna achieve your dreams for you. You, you got to take yep. full responsibility of that. So I'm glad that you mentioned that because that's a big thing about Act to the Future. You know taking the positive actions today to live the future you want tomorrow. And what's mm-hmm. in there? Taking those actions. And only you can do that. Yep. So um, you mentioned, you kind of answered one of my questions. I was going to ask, what do leaders of high performers have in common? But would you say it's that that vision? Or would you I think would your answer? Yeah, OK. Yeah, I, th- I, think, um, I think that's the number one, like, you know, um, being able to, you know, when I think of my job as a leader, my job is to be able to see the vision before the individual, mm-hmm. right? Or to see a bigger vision or to see them in their truest and best form. And that's what a, a, the job of a leader is, is to be able to pull that full potential out of somebody. And so the, the vision piece, I think, is the number one thing. Um, I also think the, you know, great leaders do a good job of making things fun. Um, it doesn't mean it's like all like, oh my gosh, this is amazing, right? But it can be being able to, to really um, foster team play, right? Or as it's called, type two fun. Type two fun being like that, hey, it wasn't necessarily fun while we were doing it, but when we look back, it was like, man, that was crazy what we got done together. Mm-hmm. Right, like being able to kind of have that aspect to what, what we're doing. Yeah, definitely. It, when, you're do, when you're having fun doing something, it obviously you want to do it. So I think that's one yeah. big aspect when I'm meeting with people about their goals is, hey, have some fun goals in there too. Have something that, you know, obviously, if you're going to set goals for your finances, why can't you set goals for the fun or your personal enjoyment? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, that's that's what's going to keep you motivated throughout the whole process. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. So my last question, um, so it's Act to the Future based off Back to the Future. So we're going to hop in our DeLorean real quick, you and me. And uh, we're going to go back in time to to visit Dane as a 25-year-old. Because I'm 25. Most of the listeners are 25 uh, or under or maybe a little bit older. Mm-hmm. But a lot of us, we're in our 20s. What advice would you give 25-year-old Dane? Um, I think I think one, one piece of advice would be look consider that work in progress piece. Um, that, you know, who you are today is who you are as, as the individual with the past life experience, but who you're going to be in a year from now is going to be different. Um, and so if I look at myself as a constant work in progress, well, what that means is I need to put in the work. And so, you know, understanding that um, you can accomplish a ton, you know, it's the Tony Robbins, that's who I heard it from, but most people underestimate uh, or excuse me, overestimate what they can accomplish in a year and underestimate what they can accomplish in a decade. And, um, and so, 
you know, think big, think massive for what the next 10 years could be like for you personally, financially, health, you know, a lot can be done in a, in a, in a decade. And as a 25 year old, if somebody were talking to me about a decade, I'd be like, that's, yeah, that is hard for me to conceptualize <laughs> because from 15 to 25, you know, that's that, a lot that's of growing. Not, yeah. And it's just like, you're in such different places. Well, 25 to 35, you're an adult the whole time. Right. And yep. so it's difficult, it's difficult to see from, from as a 25 year old, 35, but I'm 37. I can tell you, I can think very clearly back to when I was 27 and I can also clearly think, you know, to 47 or much more clearly than when I was 25 to be able to see, you know, that it seems like a lot less time. So just think massively, think big and have that second piece of I'm a work in progress. So let me keep just, you know, working on me and, and allow yourself to surprise, you know, surprise the future you with some cool things. Absolutely. I think that's super cool you brought that up because uh, I don't know if have you seen the speech by Matthew McConaughey? It's after he won uh, an Emmy for Dallas Buyers Club, but he was talking about who his hero was. And his hero was him in 10 years, no matter what, whether it's, you know, at 20, someone asked him at, you know, 15 or 18, you know, who, who's your hero at 10 years? He said, me in 10 years. He's at 28. They're like, are you a hero yet? He's like, no, now my hero's me at 38. Because um, to bring it all back together, we're constantly in a work in progress. But yeah. by having that vision of, all right, who do, who do I want to be in 10 years from now? What can I do maybe today to surprise them? I mean, that was the whole concept with this podcast. I was like, you know what? When I sat down on my life goals, I'm like, you know what? I think 30, 35, I'd probably be ready to do a podcast. And now look, I, we're wrapping up the first season. So... Uh, I, I just love that concept because when you start to think of, you know, who you want to become in 10 years, yep. it gives you something to push towards while also giving yourself the grace of, hey, uh, you know what? I don't have to get there right, right. Away. Like, I want to enjoy the journey as well. So, yeah, um, I really love that concept. It's really helped shape how I set my goals, because like I said, once you see that big picture, you can zoom in to what can I do this year, this month, this week. Um, so I love that. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was a, a great share. Um, yeah, with that being said, is there any other last minute comments? Any, any questions I didn't ask or any things you would like to say or get off your chest before we wrap up today? No, I think that's great. Do you have, do you have a, a dream or a, a goal that you want to share? Yeah. So I have tons of dreams. Um, one dream I'd like to do in the next year is run a half marathon. Uh, my cool. my dad's done a couple of them. He's done a full one, and then actually, uh, believe it or not, this might 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 not make me look the greatest. But uh, two years ago, me and uh, two of my buddies, Brett and uh, Brett Gertz and Justin Mack, we signed a thing that we were going to do a half marathon together. And then uh, Brett ended up doing it. Justin and I did not. Then last year, Justin did it, and I didn't. So now it's like, all right, I can't put it back. I can't push it off any further. Um, no excuses this year. I'm going to go all in. So that's that's one of my big dreams for, for 2022 is run a half marathon. I think that's great. So when we do the dreams workshop, then the next thing is, wait, well, hey, just do a simple Google search to look for half marathons near me. Find one that's in the summer and, mm -hmm. and sign up right now because it costs $60, $70. But do it now because now... Well, it's already happened. Exactly. As dumb as that is, that it's 60 to $70 that actually gets you to do it, 
right? It's like the fact that you paid for it. It's like now that now that dream's gonna happen. Oh yeah, right? I'm a big believer in buying stuff. Like when I when I did the or when I started doing this podcast a year ago, I started buying equipment because once you start buying the equipment, yeah. it's like all right. It's real now. I, I got to do it. I already put money towards it. So, I mean, yep. I can't back out now. Um, but to that point, I, I've already looked at the, the mar- half marathon I want to do. I'll probably be doing the, the cell, or I can't say probably. I will be doing the Cellcom half marathon uh, in Green Bay. I believe it's in May. Cool. So that'll be right in, right in line with the training I want to do. But um, thank you for holding me accountable to it, too. I can't, <laughs> I can't just be talking about it and not uh, right. living it out myself. So. Appreciate it. That's good. You bet. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, well, there you have it. Act to the Future family. Uh, one last plug, The Dream Machine by Dane Espigard. Uh, whether you're a leader, uh, it's a leader's guide to creating teams of high performers who achieve extraordinary results. So whether you're a leader or an individual who wants to achieve extraordinary uh, outcomes, Make sure you check out The Dream Machine. You can find it on his website, daneespigard.com. And uh, any other plugs you want to, last plugs you want to make? Yeah, you can also find it on um, on Amazon. And then also, you know, I've been using my Instagram more often lately to basically just be spotlighting dreams. And so um, follow me on Instagram. It's just Dane Espigard. And then if and when you accomplish dreams, tag me in them. I love to see those and, and give you some love for uh, for living your dreams as well. You heard it there, folks. Uh, if you don't follow Act to the Future already, follow Act to the Future, but also follow Dane Espigard. And, you know, let's, let's, I'd love to see some of you guys on the Dream Spotlight. So, uh, that being said, thank you again, Dane, for being on here today. Be sure to check out The Dream Machine on Amazon, an Amazon bestseller, and you can go to his website as well. All right. Thanks, Jake. Sheesh. What an episode. Thank you, Dane, uh, for closing us out in such great fashion. Not only did you close out the Dream Chaser series with some absolute fire wisdom nuggets, but to close out season one, that's a, that's a pretty big burden to handle, and I thought he absolutely delivered. Um, and I'd love to hear your feedback, too. So if you thought so, too, let me know. But as always, I finish these episodes with some action items stuff that I took away as, you know, the top three things that we could all act on to act to the future and be the best versions of ourselves. So some of those is, uh, one, you know, the dreams list is for you as a, a person and you only live once. Two, high performers have a vision and execute on that vision. And three, goal setting and dream chasing is like a muscle. So let's go to the first one. You only live once. There are no do-overs in this game called life. So with that being said, what do you want to do with the one life you have? And really take a second to think about that. If you think of something, write it down and keep adding to the list. I know after this conversation, I've, I've written down my goals of what I want to accomplish in the next 5, 10, 25 years in different buckets. But I like the dreams list because... You can just, if you think of it, you can just add it to the list. You write it down, and it could be anything, whether it's karaoke at a bar or, you know, running a half marathon, something I want to do this year. But either way, once you decide what you want as a person, you can use your job or occupation as a vehicle to take you there. 
So that's why Dan likes people to start with their travel bucket. It's exciting to think of the travel bucket. But once you realize, oh, crap, I got to make some money to do all these things I want, then that can be used as that vehicle. The dreams list is for you as the hero of your own story. And by pursuing things that light you up, you have a better sense of how to get there. So number two, high performers have a vision and execute on that vision. Whether you are learning to lead yourself or you have a team that you're leading, having a vision for the end goal or destination is so important to living the life you want to live and performing at the level you want to perform at. Top athletes and performers are masters at visualization. Think back to Dane's story about Jimmy V cutting down the nets with his team so they could visualize and feel what it's like to be a champion way before they were even good enough to consider themselves champions. Visualize what you want to become and achieve in the next five, 10 years to get started, or even just a year, but have a big picture in mind. And once you have the big picture in mind, you can zoom in to this year, this month, this week, today, or even this moment right here, right now, to start taking steps towards that person you want to become in the future. And it gets easier the more you do it because goal setting and dream chasing is like anything in life. The more you do it, the easier it becomes. It's a muscle. So think of any routine, like a workout routine. If you haven't worked out in a while, well, it's gonna be tough for you to get back into working out right in the beginning. You're gonna be a little bit sore. It's not part of your just everyday routine. So your brain has to think about it a little bit. It's not as automatic. But once you begin to build momentum, it creates a habit, and it's easier to con continue that habit. It's as if you're on autopilot. So that is why Dane is raising his daughters to start dreaming now, because it is building this habit for them at a young age. And that's also why one of the guys on his team, Alex Funk, has over a 1,000 dreams, because he has gone through the dreams retreat and built this habit. And he's done it many times, so it's just become who he is as a person. So there's a lot of great things that Dan and I talked about today. It was one of my favorite episodes, but just recapping that. You only live once, so have a vision of what you want to achieve. And then once you begin executing on that, it becomes easier every time you do it. Thank you, Act to the Future fam. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, this whole season, please share, please like, comment, do, do whatever you can uh, if, if this was valuable to you. I'm really looking forward to season two, so my quick plug here, season two will not be until later in 2022, so this is the last episode you'll be getting for a while, so soak it in, um, but that being said, thank you so much for listening. I'm glad that you made it to this point. I'm glad I made it to this point. And it's just, it's surreal to look back on it. Um, and I'm just really looking forward to the off season, prepping for season two to make season two that much better. And until then, uh, feel free to reach out if you want to do any goal coaching or if you have guests that you'd like to have on season two. But either way, thank you for joining me on this journey. I'm, I'm excited that we made it to this point and I'm excited to take it to the next level. Grow from the past, live in the present, 
Act to the Future. Jake Johnson signing off with season one of Act to the Future. Thank you guys, and we'll see you for season two.